All right, welcome back to Judging Bouncing Balls. We are doing the second week trying for a live stream here. Toby, how the heck are you? Do you think this is going to work? We're good. It's got to work better. It, it, it just it can't go backwards. I mean, <laughs> first, first run last week, and then we tried it online on my phone, and then I forgot to hang up the phone. Oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Well, I forgot too. And to be <laughs> fair, I'm looking at Facebook Live right now, and I'm looking at YouTube. Both are working. I was gonna say YouTube is live. Uh oh, that's great. The I think they, as they would say, the just got real. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Ah, uh, this is gonna be amazing. We're gonna talk right, trash well, to people, and they can answer back. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Whoa. Yeah, but the good news is we're starting later, so they're all asleep. Yeah, so. right. We, we cater to a lot of older people. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Hey, so, Joe. how's your week been? Yeah, oh, Joe. It's been a week. It's been a week. First off, I want to start by giving everybody the pickleball update. We had a uh, – yes. so when I joined the league, um, I'm a big banquet guy. Like, whatever I do, I love banquets. You know, when you were in sixth grade basketball, you had a banquet. And so I, I talked big about a banquet, and uh, last night was the pickleball banquet. So, of course, Macy had a game, um, which they beat Sheboygan South 5 nothing. Um, nice. Sheboygan South struggled. I think our JV team won 19 to nothing. They didn't call the game. They called it with 20 what? minutes to go in the game. They, it was 9 nothing at halftime, and the wheels – it was bad. Like, wow. I think the JV team, I don't think soccer is their forte. Um, cool. So it's kind of represent then your, your, your varsity, right? I mean, you kind of tell. But they had one girl up top. But So I went to the game, and then I raced over to Pickleball Banquet, and uh, I was in charge of emceeing the uh, awards. So, MC, nice. Yeah. I, they uh, they laid them out and they had different names on them, pickleball terms, stay out of the kitchen, type of deal. And I got to uh, I got to figure out there were eight guys, there were nine awards. Um, I did not take an award. Um, there was some chatter about me getting the sportsmanship award, which I truly deserved. But wow. as the MC, you just can't be like the winner's me. Um, Tartar. So we, I did pick the uh, the grumpiest guy, Jesse. Great guy, but uh, we had a lot of fun. It was so, it was a success. Okay, that sounds yeah. like a good time, man. I you should live stream these things, especially if you're the MC. Do you do a little roast action there as well, or is this just strictly you know all business? Uh, it was a hundred percent roast. Um, I had a lot of fun with people, and uh, people enjoyed it. Um, There's some chatter that. Uh, they would like us to go live for a pickleball game next uh, next winter, because um, what? So my idea is this: is we are going to take one of our pickleball nights and sanction the event. So we're going to have a tournament, okay. tournament of the roses, uh, Seymour, Wisconsin, um, uh, open class. Everybody can play, which is a lie. Just our teams will play, but it's kind of <laughs> like dodgeball, right? The winner. <laughs> will then advance to the national tournament in Vegas. Okay. And uh, so then we'd all go and celebrate the winner. So we're trying to figure out the, uh, the crux of that, how to, how, to beat the, how to beat the system, per se. I like this. 
I think I yeah. think this is good. So, and I thought by going live, and I did inform them with the amount of followers we do have that we can go live, and they're like, "How many followers?" Like expecting like ten thousand, and I'm like fifty eight, and they're like. <laughs> It's a work in progress. It's a, right. It's a WIP here. Let's go. I said once we hit 100, we're going to hit 200 in a hurry. So, um, but that got late. That was like 11 o'clock at night. I got home. That was late. Um, but Saturday was my first taste of prom um, from a girl's side. You know, we lived it. <clears throat> we rented a tux for 80 bucks. You know, we bought a flower, maybe bought dinner, chi-chi's for 30 bucks. Um, those days are long gone. Uh, from the female side, uh, there was a dress. Then that dress needed to be hemmed. And then my daughter had hair on Wednesday. But that okay. wasn't prom hair. That was hair. Um, and then Saturday, then Friday, nails. Thursday, eyebrows. Saturday, hair and makeup. Wow. Oh, like this is an adventure. It's a production is what that is. <laughs> yeah, so it's like we could either do a weekend in Indianapolis for soccer or send my daughter to prom. And then we we hosted. I'm a, I'm a big fan of hosting. I feel I kind of control the narrative even though I fell asleep. I mean, so we had probably 10 kids in my basement, eight kids. But they're not like we were, right? We just snuck beer in the window and, well, me. Um, and no. they, they were very, right? They were very good. They watched a movie and they, they were tired. My daughter's like, how, I'm like, how was the dance, right? We're, we're into this for X amount of dollars. And she's like, eh, wasn't that great. And I'm like, okay, how long did you stay at the dance? She's like, yeah, about two hours. So I figured out the hourly rate for a dance and what the total cost is. And it made me throw up in my mouth. I don't think you want to share that. No. <laughs> nope. Um, but she had a smile on her face. I did offer for senior ball. I said, how about you get six friends? I will buy dinner. And Check. you guys can come back here. Skip all the fanfare. Skip the dress. Skip the nightmare. And just enjoy the night. Okay. That works. So, well, for me and you, that works. But for them. Are they going like, to do that? Yeah. No, no way. It'll be a bigger dress. It'll be fancier. Oh. It's going to be even a bigger production next year. 100%. Uh, yeah. Do you have something to look forward to? Oh, yeah. shoot. You know what I just realized? We are we have the ability to go live on Facebook, but I never shared it. So now we're officially live on Facebook. Sorry about that, fans. Okay. Um, okay. But no, we can't I'll be 100%. Yeah, but we're there. They can they can still join us. So, um, yeah, now we are officially live. But here's the deal. I, I didn't have anybody that went to prom. My son decided not to go. I, I encouraged him to. I I don't know. He still is not really into this asking girls out or doing like he's. And I'm like, whatever. You live your life the way you want to live it. I'm not. I'm not going to push you into anything. But he didn't go. Uh, Amelia. Is, is a freshman, so the way it works at our school, because she's a freshman, we're only at 10 through 12. So unless she gets asked by an under upperclassman, which I don't know how it felt about that, um, <laughs> she, she, she would not have been able to go. Um, so 
it is what it is, right? So that's, that did not happen um, in our household. So I didn't get to have the same experiences. Did, there were some things that happened that I, I'm, I'm not at liberty to share in the school-wise that I thought were pretty interesting, but um, nothing crazy, but just funny stories. But again, I'll, for privacy reasons, I won't share. But they, I didn't get to have the same fun that you did. No hair, hairdos. Man, I tell you, I could use a hair salon. That'd be beautiful. I think we should do that. We're looking for a spot. I got my haircut today. And this it's bad boy good. used to be like, yeah, high and tight, right? Used to be 18 bucks. Now it's like 30 wow. And I'm like, whoa. Inflation's real. Somebody's college tuition. <laughs> they used to be dancers. Now they're hair, hair people. Um, smart but let me ask you a question. So if Amelia does come home and she's like, hey, Jimmy, class of 93, is like, wants to take me to senior bullet. <laughs> Gonna go. <laughs> well, if it's class of '93, yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, right. Twenty-four, no, twenty-three, okay. right? We're in twenty-three. So let's say a senior's like, "Hey, can we go to senior ball with me?" I don't know if I'm buying into that. I might be like, "Eh, uh, that'd be tough." I don't know. Uh, I, it hasn't happened, uh, so I, I, I don't know. It would depend on the on the person, probably. Um, but I know a lot of those seniors because my classes are juniors and seniors that I teach. So I, I think I could probably have some good time with that kid and give him a hard time. So that, that might be kind of fun, actually. <laughs> It'd be a rough I class for the kid. Yes. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. And I'll tell you this. <laughs> if they take Amelia, bless their hearts, I love my daughter, but she's, she can be kind of cantankerous at times. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> Right, all of a sudden they're like, why are they back? It's like 10. And you just see the, the door open and your daughter get out and like stand there with her hands up and the dude speeds away. Like and you're chasing them down the street. You're like, oh, no, you said till midnight. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, I, I don't think she's really interested. You know what? Honestly, she's been asked to two dances, I think, and she said no to both. <laughs> she really? turned them down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's a hard she's a hard one to convince I think. that is fantastic she still went to the dances she just didn't go with <laughs> did she see the young man at the dance probably, probably. she just went with her friends yeah. so you know like what? that whatever but I, re- I, I will say because I was talking to my wife about this you know because everybody posts pictures of, of prom and I would say more people went with friends than with boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, but based yeah. on the ones that I saw. Because right, right away in my head, I'm like, okay, hold on. So you're buying a dress, you're doing the hair, because you got to do everything. And I get yeah. it. I mean, this isn't me bashing, but I just went, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to spend either way. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, but, oh, well, you know what? They had a good time, and uh, everybody, everybody was safe. Um, and then we went shopping on Sunday with my with Macy, and then I expected to come home at 2 o'clock to an empty house, and they were all still here. So I had to, uh, I had to politely say, <laughs> get out. <laughs> time for me to go. Right. Hey, folks, you, you have to get to bed. <laughs> You don't have to go home, but we're going to start doing lawn chores, a lot of chores outside. They're, they that is away. one of my 
favorite quotes from ESPN, and that was back when ESPN was awesome. The you don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here. It's a great, great line. I used when I was a bouncer in college. I would two thirty or whatever. I'd be like, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here <laughs> every time. It's a good one. Maybe we should make that the uh, the right? di- title tonight. The- Hey, we are we are we are still live. We have two people. I just saw Greg tuned in. Probably want to hear if we talk about the team, his team. Oh, jeez. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Well, let's talk about Kimberly because man, they're still on a roll. Number one ranked team in the state. The girls' uh, soccer team doing really well. Uh, much much to our chagrin, right? No, I mean honestly. <laughs> We know so many of those girls, we're pulling for them in some regards as well, as much as we're competitors with them. But, man, they're playing really well. They just, uh, what, they win their ninth in a row uh, as well. So they're Last night. crushing it. Yeah, yeah we went to, really well. uh, because Bayport was off last week, last Thursday night, Kimberly played DePere, Kimberly being the number one team in the state. And DePere was a top five at the beginning of the season. And uh, the game had everything. Um, it was good to see uh, – the girls from our club or our team, Emily played the whole game. Uh, Skyler came nice. in ten minutes into the game, and I was told she, you know, she hadn't seen the field a ton. She played seventy minutes, and she played outside wow. back, and she was she played great. Of um, course, yeah, yep. And then Katie saw the field, but they had her at forward, and I think you know, and she, she's. We sat with her mom, and she's like, "You don't know what she's doing," and I'm like, "She's she's giving her hell." Right, and then she played. I'm sure, her, she was very productive. Yes, and then she played the six or whatever that is, the center, mid mid level defense. I got no idea. Just say six. Right, just six. Everybody right, knows played the six. Right, probably touch the eight <laughs> a little bit, um, which is her normal position. So they had, I would say, for a good portion of the game, Kimberly had four freshmen on the field. Wow, against the top a top team. Um, now their forwards are all D one recruits. Um, there's a girl up top named Senna Haynes who's going to go to UWGB, and she she plays with her back to the to the goal better than I've seen anybody in a long time. She can drag the ball. Wow. She can she can she's a she's a strong force, and she she gets her shoulder past you, and you're done. And she scored. Really? So they had, yeah they had, they won one nothing, um, but they controlled the, the the tempo most of the game. So it was fun to watch. We actually um, were not supposed to play Kimberly in this Invitational this weekend, but I guess they switched it up. And uh, I know why they're doing it. They're, they're playing teams that they're going to see in regionals is what I'm guessing. Okay. So we have mm-hmm. Kimberly Friday night at 730. Um, Oof. So it'll be a good test for Bayport. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got to figure out where you're at, you know? Yep. Got to um, play the best. Right. And, and you, you play as a team, you catch lightning in the bottle, next thing you know, you win. So yep. I'm not guaranteeing nothing. Not saying nothing about that. I'm just saying we're hoping to, <laughs> hoping to stay in the game and play, and play hard. Which, okay, so we got to address the elephants in the room. You and I were talking about this pre-production. Um, we're supposed to be at a lacrosse game right. between Pacelli slash Spash and uh, Bayport. Uh, your game actually is right during that game. So uh, we knew this might happen. I, I don't think we're going to be able to be, get to that, that lacrosse game as much as we would like to. Um, fatherly duties are going to call, um, and it's just it, I don't think it's going to end up happening. No disrespect to the, the the lacrosse people, we would love to be there, but I think they can understand why something like this might happen. We'll just have to try to figure out a way down the road 
to be there uh, for another another game. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to be there barring some change in a schedule here. Would that be a fair statement? 100%. And I will say, yeah. based on the early podcast with Max and with Jason, you know, I've done the Bayport uh, fundraiser. Bought, I bought all that. I've been to a couple games. I've my daughter now plays, so I feel yeah. like I've really given given it my all. And I feel bad because I think we talked about it, but like you said, you know, I got to be honest. My kids' sport comes first, so I gotta I gotta go there. I think that's fair. I think parents would understand that as well. So apologies to the uh, lacrosse people. It we'll see what can can be done. But if there is something we can be done, but I don't think the duo is going to be there for sure. Yeah, so. but they do they do go to an, uh, an after uh, get together, and if I can make that, I would. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, uh, we'll we'll see what we can pull off this week. More to come on that. So follow the page to see if there's anything we can work out. But yeah, we'll, we definitely wish them the best. Go go, Pacelli Spash, and uh, I know you're rooting for Bayports <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of taken some L's on the Bay, on the lacrosse side, so they could they could use a, a a win. So I don't know I don't know how good Pacelli Spash is, and I I don't know. I think they're I think we're competitive. I know we've uh, we've had a few few successes early, and then I think we've had some setbacks as well. But um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be a pretty decent match from what I've gathered. So should be should be a fun one. Nice. Yeah. All right, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to be a great game though, Kimberly Bayport. That'd be a really fun one to watch. Love to see that one. Uh, we'll see what we can see what we can do for the fans out there because uh, there's a, a lot of Wisconsin United players on that on those respective teams. I think would that be five players in that game? Five, correct. Yeah, um, yeah pretty, and I will say about crazy. the the uh, that De Pere Kimberly game, everybody seemed to have off in the area, so. Uh, we ran into the Notre Dame. Charlie from Notre Dame was there. That's what I saw. Um, yeah, like there was a whole bunch of every, like the 08s, the 07s, 06s all took a team photo, and there were girls from all over the city. And uh, that was pretty cool. Um, all the girls sat together. The Notre Dame girls sat with the Bayport girls, sat with the Pulaski girls. So that was pretty neat. That, that was a lot of club effort, and uh, the club shared it. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I, I mean, it just shows you the camaraderie, um, you know, throughout the community. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a really uh, a great thing that everybody has that and gets together to, to hang out with each other. Yes, and I think it's everybody against Kimberly. Because um, <laughs> they got the target, right? They're the ones at the top of the heap. And uh, so everybody's you got well, to try to knock them down a little bit. I think I think everybody knows when you're when you're the best right now, which they're viewed as the best in the state. You're like you said, they've got a target, and people want to beat the beat them, right? I mean, so they should take that as a badge of honor. It's no no disrespect at all. Uh, it's just a uh, nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know, like we next week we have Manitowoc and Pulaski. <clears throat> Pulaski's running some hard times. Um, they. Injuries. I think five, four starters are Oof. down, and that's oh hard. It's it's a short season, um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta play through it. But if 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 you lose starters, it's it makes it a long season. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yep, for sure. Yeah, we had a game last night as well. We played Merrill. Merrill is uh, 
you know, I, I give Merrill a lot of credit because they, they go out there and they fight every time, but they're, um, they're having a down year. So that was, um, uh, we won six to nothing, but they're, they're struggling a little bit, but I give them a lot of credit because they play really hard, even though they're, they have a little bit smaller team. They don't even have a JV. Um, and I, they're still trying, right? So you give them credit for that, but it just didn't pan out the way, uh, wasn't, wasn't the best game, unfortunately. Um, they're, I think they have some potential down the road. They just uh, didn't have a great game last night. So hopefully they can get things turned around up in, in Merrill. Really nice stadium, nice school. Um, they got a lot of really, really good facilities. It just, just hasn't gone their way recently for athletics. So, uh, But we're slowly, hopefully, building a little bit. We have Wausau East tomorrow night, um, and we'll see how we play against them as well. So, yeah. That was a very kind way, a very kind way to explain Merrill. Probably. Hey, I mean, it's got to be a little tough, honestly. I'm always amazed that they're in a bigger conference. They seem like they would be in a, you know, with smaller schools. And I give them a lot of credit for banging around with schools that are, you know, 1,600 to 2,000 kids. Right. Um, I, they're, they're not a big town. I, I, it's just, they, but they, they, always, they always try hard. It just doesn't always work out, unfortunately, when you're playing bigger schools. So. Yeah, we had a, uh, we actually... <laughs> Going live, we got some benefit. Actually, Paul, uh, watching from Detroit, um, he had a great comment though. Early season Minnesota hockey here. If we go back to our pool camp interview and we talked about the uh, the final for the high school tournament and the big hair, the the best hair. And uh, if you run it through hockey season, like if you don't win conference and you run that through hockey season, you could be Ooh. right. You could be dialed in for. Uh, for That's a great idea. That's a great idea. You know what? I might have to just hold on to that. Um, that's not a bad idea because that would be kind of fun. And I think Pole Camp could get behind that. So, oh, I guarantee he he's he's a Minnesota kid. You know, he's he's <laughs> he's got that drive to know the to know the hair. He's even got that little Minnesota accent. I can catch it once in a while when he's talking to me. I you can just hear that little little. I don't know what I'm called a drawl, but it's a. It's a yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the UP draw. It's uh, they. It's, yeah, it's good. It's funny when I, I when I lived because uh, I went to school in the UP uh, at Northern, and I came home and we were talking one summer, and I go, I'm like, hey, we go mall, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, go mall, and they're like, what are you talking? I'm like, oh, that's my UP accent because they for, just forget words. Like, hey, you want to go to the mall? No, it's just go mall. And I Go really ball. enjoyed it because I saved myself a lot of effort <laughs> of talking. Um, and so I just, yeah, go mall, eh? So, yeah, you can well, tell Pole Camp was from that area. To be fair, I don't know if you've ever noticed, when you get really cold, words start to kind of blend together. <laughs> you can't move your lips. And there's been a couple times where I've been coaching and, like, you're really cold and you're like, Ugh. like, words just kind of mumble together. Like Pam Oliver, remember, she was on the sideline and she couldn't talk. Couldn't it's talk at all. It's a real thing. Like, <laughs> your mouth That's starts funny. to not work. So I think that could be part of it, too. It's just, you know, you don't have the you don't have the ability to say those words. You just, it just kind of mumbles together. Yeah. Crepes. Crepes. Everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, that's not a bad idea. I like that. I like where Paul's head's at. I think we, I think we'll maybe run with that. <laughs> it's up to you. That's all you. Hey. I got the thirty dollar haircut today, so I'm out. Hey, we can see how big. Uh, maybe over the summer we get that thing. You know, see if we can get it nice and puffy. 
So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> You're gonna be selling ice cream, and they're gonna the cops are gonna be like, "What the? Like, can we yeah, see some identification?" Like, we know what these ice cream trucks are known for. That's it's right. Like, no hey, windows. I didn't make it. I didn't make this thing that nice to to do that though. <laughs> <laughs> I could have bought a jalopy and tried to sell <laughs> illicit things out of it. <laughs> just, just you have one pail of ice cream and you're selling a scoop and then everything else is like, oh god, it's like the Simpsons. Oh, what was, what did Homer buy? He went in to buy like something and he's like, but it was completely back. He's like, give me the fireworks. He's like, give me the nudie mag. He's like, give me the cigarettes. And then he's like, I also need the peanuts. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like it, was, it was fantastic. It was completely backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's Homer. Gotta love Homer. Yep. Oh. <laughs> but um, back to sports. Big uh, big decision made today, right? At WIA? Yes. Yeah, if you if you are not following, there was a big decision. Why don't you introduce this for the uh, for the listeners? Yeah, so in the layman's terms, uh, that what I read was uh, the WIA voted upon by the members, not by Steph Hauser and the, the gang. We found that out if you listen to the podcast yep. two weeks ago. Um, they are going to go to a point system. So we'll take uh, what division is Bastion? Uh, division one. Division one. Okay, so that's not going to work. So let's take Pulaski. Division two and uh, um, Notre Dame girls. Right, they've won state two years in a row. They're a Division Two basketball team, um, so now they get a point system. So they won. If you win state, you get four points. If you make runner-up, you get two points. If you make a certain level, you get one point. And it, once you hit six points in a matter of three years, you jump up a level. Is it three years? Yeah. Uh, yes. Every three years. Yep. Yeah. So then now Notre Dame girls not next year but the year after will be a division one girls basketball program hmm. and my personal thought is it's great in theory because you you don't want but some of the article that i read was some of the coaches like listen we put the time in at the grade school level to build the program and now you're punishing us by because we're successful um and I just and then you graduate players. So what if you have a sophomore class that's phenomenal, and they win, they make state as sophomores, they win it as juniors, they win it as seniors, they graduate. That school now goes up a level, and your next girls might not be the talent level that needed to be. Yeah, and, and I think that's a fair criticism, I and mean, I think. They would probably even recognize that that's the case, but I mean, let's, let's play the devil's advocate side of this, where you know you have a school that potentially can bring in players. I mean, again, I'm going to say potentially, uh, and and can and maybe have some advantages that some of the schools that are in the same size of them don't have. You know, that's there's got to be. I think they're trying to figure out a way to balance that playing field so that you have them competing against teams that maybe have more. Um, or similar type athletes. Uh, and so I understand kind of where they're coming from, but yeah, it's, it, that's a, 
that's a tough one when you end up having to jump up a full level. And, and you know, you you know, I would kind of briefly talked about this prior to the start. Initially, I was pretty pretty pro on this. I think I still kind of am. But on the flip side, it's what if you're Division Five and then you move up to four, and then all of a sudden, let's say you do well at four and you have to move to three. It's like, where does it end up stopping? Do you end up having a team that potentially, you know, a, a Stratford that's pretty small school um, that all of a sudden is like playing Division One because they they just because they're good enough, and then all of a sudden they graduate a bunch of people, and maybe maybe they have a they just have I shouldn't say graduate because obviously that would take a number of years for them to get up that many divisions, but let's say that all of a sudden the, their population base just gets affected, and that's because you know you got this tiny school playing way above their heads, and things don't go so well. Well, and the, the question is how fast do you move down. So you move right, well, up, yeah. you won, yeah, right. You start getting boot stomped, and then how fast? Do you do they go? All right, that didn't work. We're going to put you back down, um, and, and, yeah, into, and their, into their division. And I know you have the ability to appeal, like to make certain cases. I think that was even brought up in one of the articles that I read. Was you know, in the event that you had like a really great class and you had like let's say three years of success and, and you were able to really advance up uh, and get promoted. Um, I think you could appeal and say, hey, it's not the same anymore in the school population. Can we give you bump back down? Um, but I think that would also kind of create some confusion too. You'd have to be careful not to do that too quickly because, you know, you have to kind of, I mean, there's schedule planning and all kinds of stuff that happens. But maybe this is only in the playoffs. I guess you'd still play your conference. So it's it's just in the playoffs you get bumped up. But, you know, Greg just replied on Facebook, and yeah. he had a great point. He goes, how bad – so if you take the top schools out of Division Five, the top, th- let's say, two of them, because you, you have teams that you get points for making at the state, then you get points for making the final or whatever, how bad does that dilute a Division Five tournament? Yeah. Because you can't move I mean, Division I- Four down if they're terrible. I mean, it's not soccer, right? You don't get promoted and – Look at us talking soccer like we know what we're doing. So my team Wrexham got promoted this week. I was super. I proud saw of that. Boys. That's awesome. Right? right. I was super excited. I celebrated. I felt like I'm part of the club. I did watch the TV show, so I, I kind of know um, what's right. going on. But so you don't get promoted, demoted. You just you you. So that's my thing. Like I don't know. Sometimes I think our world is too soft. We're always trying to protect. But the, I get I get the benefit of it, and I get why they maybe did it. And it might just be a, a five-year try it out. They can always shut it down. But yeah. if you're worried about the your point. like Notre Dame girls basketball winning state title year after year, everybody goes on a run, and then they don't. Right. And you got to beat them. Be better. You know, we make fun of Kimberly constantly on this show, and it's, it's a simple fact that we want to beat them. Right? Right. Like, well, they're easy to make fun of, but but they're good at what they do. <laughs> they are. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, like, I think you're. it's a fair point, and I, I'm just curious how, I guess we're going to have to see how it works. Maybe it'll be better than what we, we anticipate. But I think there's a point to be made that, like you're saying, or Greg's saying, that if, if that ends up taking out your best teams out of D5, well, then, I guess theoretically, then you would assume that there's going to be some D six schools moving into D five. So, so I guess then maybe it just makes D D six or the whatever the lowest one that keeps getting teams pulled out of makes them worse. I don't know. I 
I understand what they're going with, but I'm, I'm in agreement with you too that sometimes you just have to figure out a way to make it work. And there's obviously right. schools that have made it work. And I, I go back to Stratford and use them. I think they're Division Six. I, I maybe they're five, or I, I, I should know that, but I, I don't. Especially since we have somebody that I work with that actually used to go there. Um, but whatever division they're at, they've been very competitive at that division, and they've actually gone up and played other uh, higher division teams and beaten them. So they're they're very capable of doing uh, competing at a higher level. And so you got to ask, okay, well, why does a team like Stratford, which I don't even know how big they are, but they're not. A, it's not a big town. How are they pulling it off? Like they're obviously doing something. They're not recruiting from all around. It's a small rural community. Um, so how are they doing it? And instead of, and I'm not saying this is what they're doing, but instead of trying to change the rules in a way to kind of level the playing field, I guess maybe try to replicate what they're doing. Um, and I just I think that's that's a lot harder road because like to your point, what they talked about, what you have to do is you have to start building the youth program and to build the youth program that might, that might take five to 10 years to actually start to see benefits of that. And that's, that's a long game, right? And we're such a, like a short sighted society. We want to see things happen right away. They're like, well, why don't you just get that really good team out of here? (laughs) So we can not have to play them. We can compete. Right. (laughs) Right. And that, I think that's unfortunate. Uh, maybe that's not what they're trying to say, but that's what it feels like, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I think, is there something, you know, I don't know, the two rumors about recruiting are Notre Dame-Kimberly. Just going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to apologize. But they're winning. They're winning, right? I mean, I'm not saying they are. I mean, I didn't get recruited at Notre Dame. I was a promontory kid. I Actually, when I – so – when I was in eighth grade, we had to go to both Catholic high schools. You went to Montre and Pennings, and then you got to choose your own personal choice. And uh, Pennings did throw some chocolate malts at us for free, I'm going to be honest. Very intriguing. Wow. Uh, but I did not choose there. I chose Montre because um, it's a better school. And uh, But that, that's how I got recruited. It was a chocolate malt. <laughs> wow. They know you. <laughs> right right my first day my wife took me out for a chocolate malt sold <laughs> uh, that's funny but i'm just yeah, trying to I, look I, up I, the stratford population here just so since i ran, referenced it yeah, I, I don't know something about a multiplier and the original plan was to just give the factor for enrollment so the private school would have a 1.25 multiplier or something like that so the private school would maybe have a deal to move up. You know, I do think that it works out, and we've talked about this in the past, that Division II schools, Notre Dame, West Pier, are playing Bayports and they're playing Division One for their conference, and then in the tournament they go back down. I think that's a huge advantage. Yeah. You know, you might get stomped around a little bit, but but you're playing at a higher level, and, and so you go to your tournament. But, um, you know, I think what is De Pere, East De Pere, What what do you know what they are? Are they Division One or Two? They got to be two, right? Uh, they West got two, yeah. And I think they they throttle most Division One. They just had a team, you know, yeah. and and now will they've lost their senior kids? Or now will they go? They're still going to be great. But will they have the success now that they lost players? So if they moved up, I think they'd be at a huge disadvantage playing your arrowheads and your top top schools. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I think I think you're correct on that. I mean, you, at least you, you, you could see where they would be at a disadvantage. So I, I just found this out. For, so Stratford, Wisconsin, 1,578 kids, right? And I mean, it's, and they're, they're fielding football teams that have 80 to 100 guys on them. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, to your point, I think there's some, an argument to be made. It's like, figure out what to do with your, your school and figure out how to make your school better rather than trying to, because now you could see them potentially getting popped out of there and having to move up because they tend to be a perennial powerhouse. I think at one point they'd won like 70 games in a row or something like that. Yeah, And that should I mean, be celebrated. Like, yeah. And then, but, and then the other thing we forgot to mention is what about the schools in division one? You can't move them up anymore. Yeah, your Green so, Bay schools are, are they just don't have the kids. So all of a sudden now you move a D two school up and they're boot stopping east and it's like, well, that's more embarrassing. Like they're like, Holy crap. Right. I think I, they I just, need to realign yeah. realign schools. And Paul just and I'll be honest, this going live where people are like paying it's attention nice. to what we're saying, eh, they're really calling us out on all of our mistakes. And I'm making a lot of them. <laughs> east appears a one. West appears okay. a two. So, all right. Well, I appreciate that. But it's East of Pier, by the way. Let's it is cool. East of Pier. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's an East of Pier and West of Pier. There's no, like, De Pier. Um, but you got Green Bay East. You got Green Bay West. They, have, they don't win football games unless they play each other. You know, they should be playing D3, D4 schools. And it's, it's it, just the way it should be. I mean, they should, they should be. Um, and it should be competitive. Otherwise, kids, they're not going to play football. And they're, they're already seeing that. The enrollment for sports at the Green Bay schools is terrible. Yeah. So, I don't know. Success is everything when it comes to sports. Your school, um, you know, look at UWGB when they were winning. Their enrollment went up. 2,800 kids. Now it's back down. When Sports, kid, people like to be winners. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... It's very true. Hey, speaking of that, I got to I got to bring this up. I just I think it was kind of an interesting conversation. We've had this conversation about uh, youth sports uh, and and you know what? How do you make youth sports successful? And uh, and and when you talked about being a winner, it made me think of this. I had a conversation with a student athlete this week, and he made a comment a comment that I thought was kind of interesting. And this is totally changing gears here. So apologies about the one eighty in in our topic, but when you said that. He said, hey, I really like playing uh, basketball more than football. And I said, oh, why is that? And he said, the coaches in basketball hold us to a, a standard of perfection. And I really like that. And I, I pushed him on a level. I said, so you know, like, tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that. And he said, well, they expect us to be perfect, and they push us to be perfect all the time. And he said, I really like that they do that because, A, it, it has – it, it lets everybody know what the expectation is. It's and then also people that don't have that expectation kind of move out of the program, which you know we could have a debate about whether that's a good thing, right? When you you start to lose people that are just kind of there for the fun. Um, but on the same token, you could argue that they're they're really pushing people to be their best, right? And kids really are drawn to that. And he said that's why some people want to play basketball and not football. Um, is because of that mentality that you're you're trying to be as good as possible. He said, "Look, we weren't that great this year because we didn't have the talent depth that you need to be really good at basketball." He said, "But if you look at how we came together by the end, because we had a bunch of really committed people, we were more competitive than what people thought we would be." 
And I just thought that that was really interesting because I think there's a mentality sometimes in youth sports that if we push kids to be really excellent, that we're going to lose a lot of kids because that's not what they want. They're they're gonna they're gonna get hurt or they're not like emotionally hurt or they're gonna have something happen where they they just say oh, I don't want to be that competitive. I don't want to be that serious about it. But I actually think that there's a number of kids that are really that are drawn to that. They're drawn to being part of something that's better or. Um, or where they're pushed to be at a higher level. And I think we, we sometimes we don't give kids, at least maybe I don't, uh, enough credit that they actually do want that. They do want a, they want to be winners, right? Like you just said, you want to be a winner. And they are willing to put that work in. It's just sometimes we go about the wrong way of how we get to that, of becoming a winner. And if we can instill in those kids the, 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 the drive and the passion to be really perfect, I think they're along for the ride. I think it's just sometimes it becomes, you know, if, if, if all you care about is the winning and not the, the, per, the person, I think that's where kids get turned off. I think there's ways where we, we lose sight of that perfection and we don't, you know, foster that, that really positive environment of trying to reach that. And so that's why I think kids kind of throw their hands up in the air and say they don't like it. But this idea that kids don't want to be really competitive, I think, I don't know, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Maybe it's just his perspective but it gave me some pause to this week, and I'm like, that's really interesting that a young person would say that, that that's what they were drawn to. So anyways, I just thought I'd share that when you mentioned the winner thing. It made me think of it. But you know what You know what that is? That, that exact statement is club sports, right? You found 15 girls for, on our daughter's team that all want that. They want to be right. coached. They want to be coached hard. They hold each other accountable. They're there early. Yeah. They stay late. And you hate to say it, but that is kind of club sports versus high school. Now, I, I think you find you show me a state champion, and I'll show you that team. And I think that's the difference in high school is they come every so often, and you get a team. You know, I've talked to the parents of the Kimberly girl. They're practicing six nights a week, some weeks. Yeah. They're, they're looking to play better games they're 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 reaching out they're they're i guess they asked their coach we need to play better competition that that to me is a team that's driven and looking to go now next year that'll be different right it always changes so you get a group if you get a good group of kids that that want to run and they want to go and and you know you look at spash your soccer program will get better as your freshman you have some really good freshmen amelia's got nine goals for crying out loud you know and by the time she hits to be a junior She'll be wearing, might be wearing the C on her right arm, right, as a captain, and, and maybe she sets right. the tone with some of the other girls. And now you get some sophomores and some freshmen that are willing to run, and that's how you build for that that special season. Yeah, we're in club. That's yeah. just the season. All the you're season. right. Yeah, and you're. I think that's a really good point. Like, and he does play club sports. He plays baseball. Like, so he's. It's funny he mentioned basketball, but his his primary sports baseball. But I just thought it was a really interesting comment, uh, and one you don't often hear. But I just want to remind, like those coaches out there that listen to this, I think kids do want to be pushed in the right ways. Like they really do, and I, I think there's more of them than we want to give credit to because I, I see a lot of kids in my in my classroom that I get frustrated with because you push them a little bit and they, they kind of like, oh, that's too hard. And there are those kids. Don't get me wrong, I, but there are a lot of kids I think that really. They want to be challenged and they want to have, they want to be really good at something in comparison to, um, to, to everyone else. And I think where if we can convince them that the work that they have to put in 
is worth it and that it's going to be worth the grind, I, I really think that you could start to see um, some really cool things in, in kids that maybe you didn't realize had that drive. You know, you take a sport, an individual sport, you take wrestling. I mean, those coaches are insane. I've never oh, wrestled. Yeah. Um, but you want to talk about an insanity of a coach that is dialed into a sport and they push and they and they, those kids are blood, sweat, and tears and they yeah. all love it, right? I mean, that's the drive of wrestling. You don't get mm-hmm. the, the senior going for state that just ho-hum. They're all in. And I, you know, I think you're right. I think if, if, I think there's a way to do it. I think it's got to be coach driven for the whole team. It can't be specialized to different players. I think people quit, you know, why are you, why are you taking care of four players and not 15 people, people get pissed. Um, But I think the problem more than ever, I think parents are the problem. I think parents get involved. I think, you know, you know, we've seen, and I, I, I haven't heard, too much, but I, it's at every high school. You know, our daughters are freshmen. They made varsity. You know, there's kids out there like, well, I, I, sh- I should be playing varsity. I'm as good as her. You know, they don't know the background. Um, and you hate that, but it's how parents are always involved. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It, um, it, it does happen. And, and I think anybody can be guilty of it. Uh, but I, I think there are people who are better about checking themselves, uh, mm-hmm. to not let, to not let those thoughts happen. Right. Because we all are biased. We all have our, we all have our things that we lean towards and, and think some right, some wrong. But I, I think the ones that have a more level head, a level headed approach tend to be, um, you know, they'll, they'll also, they'll might think it for a second, but then they're like, well, I'll consider this other opinion as well. <laughs> Whereas some parents yeah. are just like, no, it's just this. It's just just my kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you are the same person, right? We give our crid- kids less credit than probably should because they're our kids. We're like, well, yes, she made varsity, but she could play better, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. we, see the, we see the negative instead of enjoying the, the positives because it's just easier because then nobody yells at you and nobody bitches that you're always taking – and you're different. You're a coach. You're yeah. Well, coach I'll tell you or? what, that's – yeah, just assistant. But it, I'll, I'll tell you what—that is a—that uh, is something that is a challenge, and it's. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 so much. She's probably going to hate me when she gets older because I just I like I'll, I don't I don't nitpick on her, but I I I've gotten better about letting her talk. Like after yesterday's game, like letting her talk about it. But man, yeah, I just still, I just see the things that she could be better at, and I I, I probably need to pause that sometimes and just be like, hey, you you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah. Your, like, yeah. It's all part of it. Makes but you know tougher. what? I, I told her when the season started, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be way harder on you than anybody else. A, because I love you, but B, because I, it just, I don't want people to think that there's a, this bias there because I, in the end, I don't put myself in any of the decisions with her playing time. They ask me an opinion on things and I say, here's my opinion, but it, it, ultimately that's your decision because I like, I, I don't want any part of that. That's not my decision to make. So. Except for the beautiful hair. That is your decision. Dang right. <laughs> and I'm keeping it, Greg. The only way we're cutting it is if we win conference. So He's you take that. You have more people rooting for conference this year for Spash than ever before. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? They're like, get right. rid of that hair. 
Like Greg out of Kimberly, he would never root for Smash. And this year, I think he bought a sweatshirt. Yeah, he might have. We right. should get him one. That'd be good. As long as oh, yeah. Kimberly's somewhere on it, he'd be all right. That's right. But you know what? It's 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 a lot of fun. I I've enjoyed coaching. It's it's a good time. I've learned a lot. Um, it and it's it's a fun sport. You know, the more you get around this sport. I never would have envisioned 25 years ago that I'd be coaching soccer, um, but I do enjoy it. It's a lot of fun, um, even though there's some some times that are frustrating. It's it's a lot of fun, and I the challenge that I really enjoy is trying to figure out how to motivate uh, the kids. Uh, you know, whether it was football or now soccer, uh, how do you motivate young people? And I think I've got a long way to go there, but it's, there's also a lot of things you learn every day, which is um, which is a lot of fun. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. No, and, and it's going to be over the blink of the eye, right? I mean, you have some young ones, but Unreal. It's, it's, it, it's, you got two in high school now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's May. Let's May see. First is Monday, Sunday? Dude, yeah, and it's yeah, still, Tuesday. like, snowing, so. Yeah, dude, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is asinine. Like, it's, like, what the hell? I was at practice um Oh, no, it was last night at the game. And I'm, like, freezing. I'm, like, it is April 25th. Can we get some, like, 50s? Yeah. 50s? I, I, was, I, I had a blanket. I had a blanket on me. I was, winter hat and winter gloves. It was so cold. So yeah. bad. I'm trying to take pictures on the sideline. I recorded the game. I'm trying to take pictures, and like, just for the team, like, and then, you know, because when I can, and then trying to coach as well, because they didn't need me exactly in the middle of the game. My, my role on the team is really, like, helping with team management, and they don't need me for tactical stuff right now. So I, like, try to do stuff for the team in a, in a different regard. But so last time I tried to take pictures, my fingers were just numb, numb, because you can't do it without gloves right. or with gloves. It's too hard. It's a, oh, it a mess. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. We're down there. One month. I think we got one month left before regionals. That is true. That's crazy. Yeah. It is. It is nuts. Yeah, one month to regionals, which that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're two months from St. Louis regionals. Then, by the yep. way, congratulations to Amelia for making the ODAP. ODP. That's right. What is that? That's that's part of the travel farther people. <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge, a huge uh, part of of no coaching. Uh, pay more, enjoy, but it is a good time. Macy loved her. It time. is, um, and and I will say they they get to meet a lot of really good kids too, and different coaches. So that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, no, and that's been the best part for Macy meeting the girls from the other squads and getting in, staying in touch. So yeah, good for her. There, yeah, was, and there a, was a group of them that made it from our team. Yeah, it's a bummer she didn't do it uh, this year uh, as well because she'd have been down there with them as well. So, But I get it. you got a lot of other stuff going on. She's got a lot with school. Can't fit everything in. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Plus, it's in St. Louis. It's back-to-back St. Louis weekends. But like you said, you can dump the kids at the bus stop and pick them up later. <laughs> so that's the way this one works this year. It's finally back where you can actually take the girls. You can drop them off at the bus station. And then they are with the team the entire time. Even if we went down, they wouldn't be with us. They would, um, they would just go with the team. So uh, we might not even go down. We might just send her on her merry way down to St. Louis, cross her fingers she doesn't get hurt, and then 
just pick her back up when she comes home. <laughs> it's funny because me and Paul talk about this. It is the greatest name for a business, right? Olympic Development Program. It is like, like when you say, hey, my kid made the Olympic team, the Olympic Development, they're like, oh, really? Are they going to Seoul, South Korea in four years? I'm like, well, no. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Right? right? <laughs> but if it was like Lenny's soccer camp, it would be like, this is stupid. But, yeah, Olympic <laughs> development. Lenny's soccer camp. Right now, <laughs> Lenny's out there like, what? Right. <laughs> Either that or there's a Lenny's soccer camp and he's going to see a big boon in, like, registrations here. Lenny, remember us. Uh, but yeah, it, no, you're, it is a really good, um, uh, a really good name, and I actually hesitate to tell people what ODP stands for, just for that exact reason. Because right. then they're like, "Oh, Olympic!" It's like, no, it's not really that. I mean, it, right. it's not like she's going to be on TV next year in Seoul. It's like, or wherever the Olympics are. It's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's just where I write the when it says name on the check. That's what I write in the check name. <laughs> Yes, but it does sound phenomenal. You are correct. Yeah. Great, very great marketing. In it is a great thing because it is plain. It is as they say in the soccer world, touches on the ball. Um, but it is right. a lot. It is a lot of winter driving on Sundays, and you know I think the best from Macy's experience, the best round is the state round when you make your state team. And then you travel to, we played in Indianapolis, and then you've been to Ohio yep. now in St. Louis. When yep. you're, playing, you're playing for Team Wisconsin versus Nebraska. Like, that was the best part because you kind of felt like you're part Agreed. of the team of the state. You know, and then, then they get chosen out of this to go to the ID camp, but that's, again, individual. So this is the round right. where you're kind of the Team Wisconsin, and I, I did find that pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that's definitely the best part. I mean, obviously, for those of you that are considering ODP, I, I, we we tease on it, but it is a it's a, it is a really nice program from that perspective. But for like for us, it's a two hour drive typically every time for a practice, and you know, you, usually those fall on a Sunday. So what you end up having then is this. Um, you know, you've been busy all week. You're kind of getting ready for the week coming up, and it's like, okay, now you're going to be driving for four hours on a Sunday plus a two hour practice or hour and a half. So basically carve out, you know, six hours out of your day uh, on a Sunday, and that's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> it's like, and it's a, it's harder oof. for you. You guys are middle state. I mean, at least talking to some of them, they did the Oshkosh run. I mean, that's 45 minutes from us. That, that, I that would do that all bad. day long. Yeah. yeah but to drive to Madison and practice in a gym, on a gym floor, that's that, yeah, you're not getting better. Yeah, that, that one's one that I struggle with. So anyways, but it's. We'll see. It, it, uh, Amelia's goal for this whole ODP is she really wants to make it back to ID camp. She got to go that one year, and that ID camp um, didn't go very well for her. I think mentally she was not prepared for what she what was in store, and I think it would be really good for her to go back. That's kind of her goal. She just kind of wants to redeem herself, um, you know. From so she wants to get back to there. So we'll see. I know Macy's been there a couple times, uh, or been invited a couple times at least. But she would like to try to get back to that. So nice, yeah. It, it, yeah, that's that's for the best of the best of the Midwest that at least were playing ODP. There was some talent. There was some top talent. Oh yeah, it was that was fun to watch. Good players, yeah. It's yeah. it's a lot of fun. 
So, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it, it, there was uh, – who are the other three? Uh, I'm going to blank on them now that, that made it. I should probably pull that up. Skyler. Three, three girls from – yep, Skyler. Kennedy. Katie and Kennedy, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, all good players. And then Paul's daughter, Serene, made it from the 10 girls. Nice. So, yeah, that'll be her second year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, club is represented well, which is great. Yep. Well, when you look through on all the Wisconsin FC United, man, there's a lot of a lot of kids on there, which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yep. the whole point of having a really good club. So, you know, I still – I. I'm trying to actually recruit people from central Wisconsin to head over to, um, to the FC United. Cause I just think if you really are looking for competitive soccer, it, it, it's worth it. It's worth the drive, honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's definitely got Macy to where she is today. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. See, there you go, Eric. We love you guys. We're yeah. Not- we should have Eric on a live. Then people can text in and email in. Oh yeah. That would, that'll happen at some point. It'll be good. So <laughs> But anyways, yeah. What else do we got to talk about here today? Anything else that we uh, we were itching to get at? Hmm. You know, oh, I did want to bring this up. Did you see what I shared on on Facebook? I don't know if I did. How great was that idea in New Jersey for if you are, let's yes. say you go to your base, you go to the baseball game, your your little league game, and you're harassing the the umpire. And you get booted out of the game like you almost got put to the parking <laughs> The rule is that if you get booted out of the game, you now have to go and become a referee and ump three games, and then you can come back and watch your kid. I, I love think it. That if they can awesome. pull this off, if they can pull it off, <laughs> I think so many people would eat crow. Because oh. have you ever umpired a baseball game? I have not, but I have seen some of it. And it can they, they kind of ride those zumps. Like you sit there in the stands and you're like, "There's no way that was a ball." Like, and then when you get down behind a catcher and, and I don't care if it's little league and the ball's going 40 miles an hour, it is a difficult task. Because yeah. you know, even in little league, they're like, "He painted the black," and I'm like, "I got no idea." Like, I, the, the catcher moved his glove, and I I called it a strike. You know, and I I give it a lot of credit, but that is a great rule. I think I. I hope it works out because I think every city should adapt it. Man, I'll tell you what, it might not be long and you and I are going to be out there as a AR for, for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a funny story. If you didn't see it, go to our page and check that out. But it's uh, uh, it's in New Jersey, and it's uh, it was shared on OutKick. I thought it was really funny. So maybe coming to a town near you if they if they think it's good. And on a side note to that, kind of related, I really enjoyed Eric's share uh, uh, post about the expectations of parents. Uh, they shared that out earlier this week from Wisconsin United. They put that on the page and sent it out as an email. A lot of really good things in there uh, for parents and a lot of really good messages as far as how you can handle yourself on the sidelines. I loved, and I've said this before on the show, but I loved the, the specifically when they talked about don't try to coach your kid from the sideline. Uh, I, I just think that's something that we have to really encourage parents to stop doing because it just confuses the heck out of, especially really young kids. The older girls and the older boys are probably in tune enough to the game that they're not going to listen to you anyway. But those really young kids, those second graders, third graders, when you're constantly yelling past you, do this, do that. Man, I tell you, when I go to some of these kids' games, my son's eight years old and actually last year was seven, and the parents are just riding the kids do this, do that, do that. And it's like, shut up. 
Just yeah. let them play the game. It's okay if they make a mistake. Just let it happen. And I think that that was some really, really good advice on there. Go to the Facebook page and see what they shared out. I should probably share it out on our page, but it's just, I thought it was really good advice. <clears throat> yeah, until they turn into just terrible umpires. <laughs> but the, the thought process is there. I, yeah. But it, it kind of makes me want to get kicked out. Like the guy, when the guy said, you want to watch from the parking lot? I should, I'd probably respond, yeah, I dare you. And then I'd be like, your <laughs> you're going to be working with me. Right. <laughs> As long as they don't have to be the center ref, they run a lot. That's true. AR's kind of scamper. That is true. They're little flags. <laughs> well, you could just be like some of those uh, the referees that we've had that literally just stand in that center circle and they barely move. <laughs> That's annoying as heck. It, it is. And then they're making calls from, and it's at our 80 level. 80 yards away. Wish, I, what bothers me about the refing profession is when you're in the moment and you're a dad of a 13 year old girl and you're trying to win a state title, right? You're, you got a lot of line. Like we think that's the game. And then you get a ref that's like, oh, these are 12 year old girls. Does it really matter? And you're like, yeah, it kind of does. And my question is what age does a ref look at and be like, all right, I really got to pay attention. Cause you know, they're thinking question, these are like young girls. Maybe we got to bring Jake back on. But, we should. Yeah. But you get to an early morning Saturday tournament game, and these kids that are refing are going, huh, I got the 12-year-old girls. Are you kidding me? Guy's on his phone <laughs> texting his friends. <laughs> well, if it's a young ref, he might be trying to get snaps or something. <laughs> Sickos. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I just thought that was a uh, – uh, I, I thought it was a good message. I should actually share that out. I, maybe I'll do that later for the uh, share out the clubs if, in case you want to read through it. But I just thought it was good stuff for parents. So, yeah, no, it's, I, I, I just like thinking outside the box. Agreed. Holy cow, we're at an hour. Holy cow, man, that was fun. I think it's it was fun. I think we'll I think we'll call this baby a quits. Get some sleep. Unless there's something else you want to end with, ten thirteen at night, man. We got we got to do a live that's it's uh, that's more in tune with our some of our older listeners. You know, I think Joe's in bed. That's true. Um, you know, maybe probably like two hours ago. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's where I Jeez. should be. <laughs> All right. Well, you have yourself a good evening. Well, I'll end this here, and then I think I'll end it on Facebook and make sure it ends on all the others. But this was a lot of fun. Thanks for everybody that joined in and participated. We'll be back next week. We, we loved it. So thank you, Paul. Thank yeah. you, Greg. Um, anybody else ever want to jump in? We would love to have you. So that was really cool. So thank you very much. All right, right guys. On. Have a good night.